Hello and welcome to Energy Today with me, Nicholas Barrett. Today I am joined by two guests at the executive course to master electricity markets. Um, and because I'm joined by two guests, I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Tomas Vigieleoche. I'm <clears throat> delighted to be here. I'm a researcher at um, the Toulouse School of Economics, which is in Toulouse, as the name indicates. Uh, and I do a lot of research on electricity markets. And good morning, good afternoon. My name is Fabien Roch. Uh, unlike Thomas, I'm a practitioner of this industry. So my day-to-day my -day job as a consultant is to uh, work on electricity markets, either for private companies, regulators, TSOs. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about what you're doing today and how it links into the current conversation we're having about markets in Europe. Well, what I would say is that this, this training course is, is unique in my view because it brings together, first, a very broad set of executives from the electricity industry. So we've got utilities, we've got uh, TSOs, uh, we've got regulators, we've got NGOs in the room. And this is a, a unique uh, occasion to share perspectives on, on some of the key issues that affect the electricity industry. The second thing that I find is going on in this room, which is great, is that there is a lot of interaction. We have played a number of uh, games. Um, which have been very useful to um, uncover some of the um, theoretical underpinnings of electricity markets. And, and we use uh, a number of case studies to make that very uh, concrete and handsome for participants. Um, okay, uh, Thomas Olivia, why don't you tell us um, why it's so important that regulators have a good grasp of economics? <clears throat> well, you take a step back and you, and you think about the situation we're in today, uh, you realize that the, uh, we need to meet the, the carbon challenge, right? We need to to reduce our carbon emission while protecting our, our standard of living and therefore uh, we need to A, if possible, consume less electricity and B, certainly produce less CO2 as we produce electricity. That requires um, tens and hundreds of billions of euros of investment every year into completely transforming the industry. Um, so the more we can do that efficiently, the more we can do that in a cost-effective manner with the right rules, the right regulation, the right incentive, the cheaper this massive transformation is going to be for society. If we get it wrong, we'll end up paying three or four times the right amount for the transformation, and we may even not get there. So it's super important that we have the economics in place, that people understand what are the principles, that we can design and implement good policies that will reduce the cost of the transformation. Uh, what do you think the European Union could do better um, in, this, in this regard, specifically in, in relation to climate change and energy markets? This one is a very tricky one. The, um, uh, this, is a, this is a problem that it feels uh, at the border between European competence, as in the Union's competence, uh, and, uh, and the prerogatives of the states. So I'm not so sure that the Union as such can do much more. It has to be decided, it has to be better coordinated what happens in Brussels and what happens in every state. It has to be better organized. Uh, but I don't think that the union right now has much more leeway than what it's doing today. I'd, I'd um, second that and, and say that, well, the European Commission, even though it's been criticized, in my view, has been doing a good job with the limited powers that it's got. Uh, we should not forget that European energy and climate policy is relatively young um, in the sense that in, in the 90s um, energy policy was primarily about competition. It was a competition policy to open markets and create the conditions for trade. 
which in itself was a big achievement, I think, of the 2000s, um, managing to remove the barriers to trade, and, and European citizens have largely benefited from that. We should insist on that, because very often people think about it negatively. The other thing is that Europe, um, you know, is, is uh, each country is very small in the world when it comes to climate change compared to some of the giants like, like China, the US, etc. So, so finding a way to have Europe uh, having a common approach or a coordinated approach mm -hmm. is the only way for Europe to be uh, one of the leaders on, on the climate change side, I would say. Okay, excellent. With that, I'll have to let you get back to your course. So, Thomas Olivia, Fabian, thank you very much for joining us on Energy Today. Thank you very much.